welcome back to another another episode episode of songwriting saves the world i'm sorry saves the world anik why is life so hard yeah we've been having some just not even technical issues just some issues in general i've had nothing but a chocolate croissant today (laughs) (laughs) don't don't trust a word i say guys welcome back to another episode we're almost at the end of our season oh my god i didn't even realize that yeah we only have two more episodes after this and that's the end of season three damn this has been an amazing season yeah gay season yay season yay season it's not quite over so don't leave yet stay in your seat i don't want to see any tears (laughs) but what i do want to see is you following us on social media yes you know the drill instagram at songwriting saves the world we Mm -hmm. post every single week we can follow us on tiktok we have some fun tiktoks up there and we'll make some more the next time we're reunited (laughs) oh my god yeah, <laughs> and we have a Twitter which you can follow if you want to, but you know, it's do we really plug our Twitter you. anymore? Fine, forget the Twitter. <laughs> but what you can do is support us financially by yeah. subscribing to us on Patreon. We post some cool content there, some cool song breakdowns, inside session looks, lots of cool things that you can see yep. for only $4 a month. And you get a really pretty cute sticker and it's pink. And we have a new one that is um, Sasha on a skateboard <laughs> and we'll have another new one soon. So stay tuned to see all the merch. Yeah. Um, and wherever you listen to this, whether that is Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere else where you listen to podcasts if you download it that's really helpful if you like it that's really helpful um if you listen all the way through that's really helpful you can leave um reviews on itunes apple Podcasts. you can leave five stars and some really friendly words because we know that you want to do that and we would love that we'll give you absolutely love that this week's episode is with emily burns i will introduce her incredible in the next clip but this was so fun like she's just like amazing really great interview really interesting perspectives and also really good songwriting tips i loved her songwriting toolbox but you'll have to stay tuned to listen you will so we'll get into that right now wait before i bought this game called songversations for sasha but then i didn't see her before i left <laughs> so <laughs> wait <laughs> bonus <laughs> intro question so i brought it with me to norway so, bonus intro question, since it's getting dark outside and we're all about to have seasonal depression. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's a good sad song to listen to while you stare out the window, pretending you're in a music video? Oh, oh my god. This is such a fun game. Okay, um, I think immediately Phoebe. My mm-hmm. brain goes to Phoebe Bridgers. My brain also goes to Folklore. Yes. Um, specifically peace because I was listening yes. to that yesterday, or like, mm, like Garden Song by Phoebe Bridgers. Absolutely. Yeah, that's where my brain goes. What about you? Um, I was gonna go with Taylor Swift Peace. Really? Or <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or um, Moon Song by Phoebe Bridgers, or a Bears Den song, probably mm. either Above the Clouds of Pompeii. Mm. Or um, uh, Bad Blood by Bear's Den. Bad Blood by T-Swizzle? Yeah. It's a little different. It's a different. <laughs> really a different vibe. Still good. But you know what? <laughs> Go listen to that song after you listen to this podcast episode. Yeah. We hope you enjoy. Emily Burns.
Emily Burns is a multi-instrumentalist and singer-songwriter from the UK. After the success of her heartbreak ballad, Is It Just Me, which we freaking love, by the way, at the end of 2019, she released another pop hit, Hello. She's toured with James Arthur and Gabrielle Applin and continues to make beautiful, boptastic tunes. So thank you for being here. What an intro. Thanks <laughs> so much. We have a little icebreaker question, and we wanted to know what your first concert was and what the best concert you've been to is. First concert is probably not the coolest answer you'll ever hear. Um, but I'm pretty sure I went to see S Club 7. No way. That is a cool <laughs> answer because I was is just it? listening to them. Yep. No, it is. <laughs> I mean, I've always been like a massive pop head. Like I just love pop music. And, mm-hmm. But I mean, I must have been only like six when I when I went to that concert. Oh, so. wow. That's early. For real. <laughs> you jump the gun. You're there early. Yeah. I mean, my parents were always, like, super musical as well, so they're just really supportive and always dragged me around mm. to any um, any concerts we could go to. I love that. And they're like, our kid will know the music. <laughs> I know. I wish my parents yeah. did that. I had to force my way into concerts. They're like, hell no, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> what was your best concert? <clears throat> okay. That's a slightly harder question because I have been to so many so many amazing concerts in my time um i would say okay i went to see Billie eilish um and she played at the shepherd's bush empire in london Mm -hmm. which was like actually a really small venue i think she did three nights in a row there Mm -hmm. um and it was just like i mean you could barely hear her because of everyone else like screaming the words to every single right. song um but it was like yeah there was a definite feeling of real magic in the air at that one. Oh, i Amazing. love small concerts me too they're, they're like the most fun yeah they're always the best can you start with giving us kind of a background of your musical journey from when you first started singing or writing or whatever till now yeah i was like i think well, I picked up a guitar when I was around eight or nine, um, just because my family were, as I said, my family were musical, and I felt left out. Um, <laughs> so I picked up a guitar and I started having some lessons at school, and it became very quickly obvious that I didn't want to learn the kind of classical um, mm. theory of music. I more wanted mm. to just be like, playing chords and learning how to play like McFly and Busted, do you right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it kind of stemmed from there. I started writing songs when I was maybe 10, 11. Um, they obviously weren't very good, but I feel like <laughs> no, <laughs> that was my that was my kind of very early introduction to songwriting. Um, and I, I think I didn't start taking it seriously until I was maybe 15. Um, Mm -hmm. when I started playing live and just, like, putting myself out there, I made a small demo of my EP. Mm -hmm. Um, And just kind of, like, started handing it out to people. My local radio station Mm -hmm. started playing it. Um, And I was really fortunate that BBC Introducing picked up on it and they um yeah 
they sent me to a place called Abbey Road Studios. Mm-hmm. And they, <laughs> whilst I was there, I put, like, I, I was just putting my EPs everywhere. Yeah. And <laughs> for, fortunately, someone there, one of the producers, really liked it. And I started working there um, with with one of the producers, maybe when I was, like, 18. Oh, wow. Um, which was, yeah, at that point, I was like, this, is, crazy. this is the co- coolest thing that's ever happened ever. to me. Has it ever happened yeah. to anyone? <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I was really, really fortunate. Um, and, yeah, that's when I started to just, like, build my musical network. I started meeting managers. I started meeting people from record labels. And it just kind of went from there. Amazing. That's a really good story. We've heard a lot of origin stories, and that's, like, a flawless one, I would say. Ah, oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> so we have a question that we ask on this podcast about the songwriter's toolbox, which is essentially just tips and tricks that you've kind of learned along the way from collaborating with people and from writing all the years that you've been writing. And so we wanted to know what are three things that you have in your songwriter's toolbox that you use when creating music? That is a really good question. Yeah, I like that. Um, <clears throat> okay, I don't know if this is a tip or trick, but the first one I would say, which was what I was told from really, really young, was just, like, write every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you write absolute rubbish, like, right. <laughs> as, as long as you're writing consistently, and I'm sure you guys will agree, like, you just... You have to kind of write a lot in order to find those bits of magic that you're like, that oh, are gold. that's yeah. great. I'm yeah. going to work a bit more on that. So honestly, in my, in my, um, what would you call it? Like discography. <laughs> right. I've yeah, got yeah. like hundreds and hundreds of absolutely dreadful songs, which maybe I shouldn't <laughs> tell you guys. No, no, that's the way. That's the only A hundred percent. I think it's just like, um, right, 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 and you're going to find those bits that you're like, that's brilliant, I really, really, I'm proud of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's my first tip, probably, just write every day, write as much as you possibly can. I mean, can. That's, that's a, a great, great one. one. Ed Sheeran yeah. said something about this, right? We, I feel like we've mentioned this on this podcast before because I'm always thinking about Ed Sheeran, probably. <laughs> um, like, <laughs> the running, the thing about running a dirty tap until the water becomes clear. Like, yeah. you just kind of go and go and go and he says like you always have to finish a song even if it's bad so that you I don't know you can get to the better ones in my yeah. experience that's been totally true agreed that's a great you gotta get it a out great analogy yeah yeah <laughs> my second one I would say is just um I do this thing called object writing I don't know if you guys have done this at all I'm not Mm-mm. sure I haven't heard of Curious. it I don't think so it's where like you take an object, anything in your room, like it might be a microphone or it might be the window or it could mm-hmm. be a glass of water. Mm-hmm. And then you just start a timer for 10 minutes and you just have to consistently write about that object for 10 minutes. Oh. Um, and, you ta- and, and you're supposed to kind of write about the sound, the smell, the touch, the, mm-hmm. like, or the five senses of oh. how that object appeals to those senses um and I I try and do that most days just as like a little thing to get my brain going yeah. and just mm-hmm. 
sometimes you'll find little moments in when you read it back that you're like, oh, that's actually a really clever way of writing that and mm-hmm. explaining that. That's so cool. That's really interesting. Yeah. We have not heard that one before. I don't think that's I've ever heard that. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm going to start doing that. I know. Nice. <laughs> when we ask about the Songwriters Toolbox, there's usually a lot of repetition. Which is good, because who knows if the listeners listen to every episode of this. you got to get the good info in where you can, but that's new. That is definitely I'm a new I'm so one. glad. I'm glad I could give you guys a new one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like, um, well, Anik and I are both songwriters, and I feel like I do a version of that where it's just kind of like, like free writing type things in that like kind of realm, but it's not specifically about a certain object. It's just kind of like whatever writing without the purpose of it being like this is a song it's just kind of Mm. to get words Mm -hmm. out well if you have a third one you can tell us but you're kind of already acing it i guess like i i would also just say just to try and be as open and honest as possible like when i first started writing i think i was quite shy Mm -hmm. i didn't really want people to know the real me so i would like write stories about other people and stuff but Mm -hmm. i find like the best songs I write always come from a genuine place of like, yeah. I've been through that or I know someone who's going through that or this like really actually touches me right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I've just learned to be as open and honest as possible when I'm writing. Which sucks, by the way, right? Like having the best songs be the ones that have to be personal pain. That's always <laughs> been a problem for me. <laughs> I know, I know. I know it's true, but, like, are you serious? Like, this has to be the way? It's only good if it's actually painful? No, I know. <laughs> I, I, com- I completely agree. Because, yeah, I mean, I've tried writing about other other situations and stuff, but it always just feels most raw and most real when it's something that, yep. you know, yeah. you're going through. It's interesting it's because it'll they could still be really good songs that you love and you're like this song is good but when it's something that you've actually been through you're like this is great and you can feel the difference. Yeah, I completely agree. The original version um of Is It Just Me before JP Cooper was featuring on it had a different second verse and then obviously he did like a feature. So what was it like having your song kind of evolve to hold someone else's perspective and how did that collaboration come about yeah I was so excited about that because I I didn't actually say anything to JP about like I want it to be like this I just Mm -hmm. sent him the song and said I want you to write it completely from your perspective Mm -hmm. um which obviously is quite a nerve-wracking thing when when you've got you've got your song and you're like this is my very personal thing you just give it to someone else (laughs) to to like put their spin on it but I remember he sent me back his version with his verse on it probably within like two days and I sat down and listened to it for the first time and it was genuinely one of those like spine tingling moments Mm -hmm. of just like oh my god I've never I never ever expected him to write it at that angle yeah um and listening to it, I was like, it just makes perfect sense. It should have been a duet in the first place. Like, the old version sucks now no, to me. Not <laughs> true. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even remember how it goes now. Like, every time I'm singing it, 
even by myself, I, I sing his verse because it just feels much more apt to me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's always cool when you do collaborations and it can obviously, like you said, it's nerve wracking at first because you're like, oh no, like, is it going to, are they going to mess it up? Like, is it going to be different? Even when you're in like a co-writing situation and you're just working with someone from scratch. But then so often people bring in things that are just like, whoa, like that would have never come from me. And I feel like that's the best feeling when you kind of, you get like the real juice of collaboration. Cause you're like, mm -hmm. that yeah. is not a thought that I would have had in my brain, but it's perfect. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I had like, I, I've had sessions where I've gone in and I've been like, this is the chorus. Yeah. It's amazing. What do you think? <laughs> and they've been like, no, that's a verse. We can beat mm. that and we can write a better chorus. And then I come out of the session, I'm like, I yeah. never ever would have done that alone. So that's the, that's as you said, that's the beauty of collaborating with someone. Yeah. Because they can just put a whole new spin on something. Like it's initially offensive. You're like, what? This is my chorus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like and then you're like, okay, fine, fine, I'll hear you out. And then it's better yeah. than you ever thought. So this season of the podcast is focused on queer artists. Who were some of your queer icons growing up? Growing up, I, I mean, I feel like these days, especially, there's so many more queer artists around. There's so many people True. who are openly, openly queer and sing about queer love, which I think is amazing. Mm. <clears throat> Um, but growing up, I definitely felt like there was a, a, a lack of it, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. um, but I I remember listening a lot to Pink when I was really young. Oh, um, oh my God, she's amazing, right? <laughs> she's the best. I love Pink. Yeah, and I just remember like going to her concerts. Um, I've been to see her like four or five times. And mm -hmm. I was like, every time you kind of go in and there's like so many people there that are part of part of the queer community and yeah are like being proud being open being themselves and that was like a real moment for me when I was younger to go into a space like that and be like wow okay this I, I'm not crazy yeah, <laughs> um, yeah for sure like this is actually okay and like love is love and love is amazing and mm -hmm. Um, so pink definitely helped me a lot growing up. Which is so funny because I've heard people say that before and pink isn't actually queer herself. It's just she <laughs> apparently radiates some sort of vibe yeah. that <laughs> people pick up on. Yeah, I, I I remember like finding that out and I was like, oh, that really, I, I'm really yeah, surprised like, to hear that. But yeah, <clears throat> but she also like, she writes a lot about queer love and like there's that one song dear mr president where she talks about mm. um there's the line that's like what kind of father would hate his own daughter if she were gay and i've been to a few of her concerts where she plays that live and like the whole room just screams Aww. that one line yeah um and it's just an amazing experience and and it, it definitely makes you feel comforted and yeah okay about things you know oh that's a great answer What did you learn about like stage presence and performing from the people that you have toured with? Yeah, that's one of the the joys of going on tour with a 
another artist is you get to watch them every night as well I always find like that's that's almost the most fun part mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like once, once you've played your set you then get to like watch an amazing artist who's further along the line than you and more mm-hmm. established and and watch them uh, do their thing yeah. I always find that that's yeah that's such a joy to experience um and like yeah seeing someone like James Arthur own the stage every night like he's got such a stage presence yeah Um, like I've literally seen him like smash up guitars and just like (laughs) completely lose it and just like be in I feel like you watch him and he's like just completely locked in the music do you know what I mean there's no he's not really thinking about anything that's around him he's just like in every single song at every single moment um, so I definitely, yeah, I definitely took inspiration, took some advice from the likes of him. Have you or do you plan on ever smashing a guitar? I actually, um, I've got a song coming out this week and Woo! I actually did in the video for it, which is no way. probably the saddest thing I've ever done. Why? <laughs> I mean... It was a really old guitar, like, so hear me out. It wasn't, like, a brand-new, gorgeous, like, Gibson acoustic. or like, right. It was just, like, this really old-school guitar, and the whole premise of the video is me just smashing things up. Love um, that. Love it already. We, we, we drove to, like, a cliff edge and just filmed me with a golf club completely, like, ruining all these beautiful things, and the, the concept uh-huh. was that I wanted people to watch the video and question why I was breaking all these lovely things. Mm -hmm. Right. So we, yeah, we just picked things that were really, really special to me, like... Oh, no. (laughs) Like, do you know, just, like, beautiful things, like a guitar, like, vinyl records, like, um, flowers, vases of flowers, Uh random things like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I did smash up a guitar, and it was fun but sad. Right. <laughs> Siri, play This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds really cathartic. I'm like, breaking things you care about, I'm like, oof. But at the same time, you're like, this is great. Get right. it all out. I mean, exactly, yeah. They weren't like your things, right? You like bought them or like got them for the purpose of the video. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean,. For anyone listening, they were my things. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they were your personal. My The records you had since you were a kid. The, yeah, yeah. They, it was really heartbreaking. I cried a lot. Right. Um, okay. Gotta do it for art. It's all for the art. <laughs> like, it needs to be authentic. Yeah. So our last question for you is a song breakdown, which mm-hmm. essentially is from the inspiration of a song to the writing process and now how you feel that the song is out. And we wanted to know if you would do a song breakdown of Hello. Of Hello. That is, I wrote that song maybe like two years ago now. Um, And I remember I went to a kind of house in the country with Mm -hmm. my friend Jacob, who's a collaborator that I work with a lot. Um, and he actually produced it and it was with him and another friend of mine called Hannah Wilson who's another fantastic songwriter Um, and it was like 
the sun was setting, we we're in this mm-hmm. beautiful house, and we just started talking about the concept of like, you know, just as you were about to like, let something go. And then when you're right on the edge of it, they just swing right back around. Yeah, and it's like, right, yeah. we're just like, <laughs> a, like a little message or something. And you're like, oh, that was a bit annoying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we just, we just talked about that idea. Um, and honestly, it was one of those songs that just came out really quickly. We've, we finished it that same night. Um, and I, I remember thinking afterwards and sending it to my management, sending it to the label and just being like, guys, we have to release this song. Like, this is, this is like, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Is this the best thing like, ever? That's how I felt. That is how I felt. <laughs> um, and we wrote it. Uh, we, 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 we released it. We filmed um, an amazing music video for it, um, which on the video I actually met my girlfriend, which was amazing as no well. Way. So, <laughs> so damn cute. It was, yeah, so that song's been very special to me for, for that, yeah, that song for that reason. Guys together. That's really sweet. It really Top did. No, I mean, can <laughs> yeah. I have like a weird thing about like meet cute stories? Right. We're like, <laughs> we're like really way too invested in it. So that's very interesting to hear. Yeah. It's always like, how cute would it be to like meet someone in a session? But I feel like I that's know. even better because it's like you created such a beautiful song and then you were like, uh, yeah. we have to put this out. If you hadn't written that, you may have never met. She's literally tearing up. <laughs> Guys, I'm getting really emotional over here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like it's like um Julia Michaels and JP Sachs, like them meeting because of twenty five in Barcelona, which is like my favorite thing anyone's ever so ever made ever. And then mm-hmm. whatever, like Julia heard it and then was like, Oh, I need to work with this dude and then they wrote um If the World Is Ending first time they mm-hmm. met. Ridiculous. I Lord above, this. if I do not get something like that in my life, I'm gonna be <laughs> fucking pissed. Yeah, those two are just like a ridiculous pair aren't they yeah like so talented yeah it's, it's so cute it's amazing well that's all our questions for today sorry for the meet cute rant <laughs> thank you for being on the podcast this was so fun yes, thank you no thank you so much for having me i'm a bit i'm a big fan of the show like i've listened to quite a few of your your no podcasts way Aww, thank you thank you Thank you so much for listening to the episode. We hope you enjoyed it and learned Mm -hmm. a lot from the magical human that is Emily Burns. Yes. And obviously, Emily's Instagram will be linked in our description. Go follow her. Listen to her music on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to music. Watch her music videos. Her music videos are so good. Yeah, they are. They really are. And we will see you next week with another interview. See you next episode. I'm a rock star